Welcome to the Free Parking Show with your hosts, Amos, Rich, Ryan, and Peter. Four sports journalists cover the world of sports with the utmost professionalism, or as much as they can muster after five beers. Hello, 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 everyone. This is the Free Parking Show's Formerly known as the Friday Night Free for All, this is now reformatted to the weekend water cooler. It is not going to be solely based on entertainment. There's going to be a mix of Walking Dead talk as well as you know upcoming sports events that cover this weekend. Uh, this podcast will be up and available first thing Friday morning for your listening pleasure. Uh, we may go back live again on Friday nights. Uh, just if, if you have, if you like the new format, let us know. When the guys are listening, my friends are listening, tell me, you know, hey, I like the show. If you would, you know, give me some input, guys. That, that's all I'm asking for. See if this one works a little bit better for you. Uh, so how you doing tonight? Because I know it's, it, it, here it is, we, we're recording now for a Friday night, or for a Friday show. It's a late Wednesday night, for those that didn't know. We I actually just got done doing the Par for Discourse uh, show like an hour ago. So, you know, I, so how you been doing, Peter? Good man, good. Just uh, busy, but everything's great. Just, uh, just hanging out at home tonight. And i uh, got a lot of stuff to get done over the next few days at the apartment. So just I'm uh, doing pretty well, though, man. How are, uh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm excited. You know, this, the weekend water cooler, we, we decided to reformat it. Go, going up to Virginia tomorrow to hit some uh, demo golf clubs. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm, I'm kind of uh, treating myself to my back-in-school present. It came a little late because that's just the way it goes sometimes, but a friend of mine, me and her, we're going to ride up there to, uh, tomorrow after we get, uh, after I get done at the gym and, you know, hit some, they, they got all the equipment there that a measure swing speed and everything else. So we're going to hit a bunch of clubs just to see which ones feel comfortable for us. So kind of an exciting day. All right. So, you know, This is how it's going to go, folks. We're going to go over some of the national televised games, sporting events, and everything else. We're going to hit on some news topics as well. Uh, Like I said, there will be no dials in, no text lines. We, you know, we may kind of. I think that's a pretty good idea if we get like texts in throughout the week and they know we're recording. So you know, just tell them, hey, go ahead and text the text line. Uh, It's listed on the, the the speaker page. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So Sunday night, for those, you know, we're, we're me and Peter, we're huge Walking Dead fans, and we dive into this. And, of course, you hear my dog in the background. Quiet. <laughs> but uh, Sunday night, it was kind of like you saw the first two episodes of the the, the mid-season for the premiere, and they were ex- exceptional. And then it kind of like teases more Negan on Sunday and, it's kind of, now to me it just kind of feels like they need to go ahead and fast forward and let Negan come on because they've been building it up and building it up and I know that I think they're on episode I think I want to say 13 or 14 or something like that and they've only filmed 16 I think there's like five episodes to go and according to the what they're in line with the comics are on issue 97 Negan shows up on the comics on episode 100. Yeah, I well, you and I were talking about this kind of off the air, and Negan is supposed to be 
like we've been hearing, supposed to only come back for the season finale, only supposed to show up during the season finale. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's done because we this show does uh, kind of leave leave you hanging once in a while, which I which I think is okay. I don't really necessarily have a problem with that. But when there's a lot of building of Negan, you kind of want to see him come on sooner. And and uh, you know this past Sunday, we all we we heard more about Negan. Uh, we heard about the deal that that they cut with Gregory. So I, I think at this point I like to see Negan come on before the season finale because I don't want it to be one of those things where halfway through the show Negan makes an appearance and then we have to wait all the way until the fall again for something to happen. I, I'd rather see and, and not next episode the one after that, but maybe the maybe an episode before the finale is when they can bring him on. I think that'd be good timing because we still got a good amount of episodes left in the season. Um, I believe we have. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, Chad. I believe we have five more, right? Yeah, five more, and it's weird because issue 97 to 100 is roughly four issues. Now, there's a lot that's going to go on in the next four issues, and, and they kind of wrote that last episode right along what happened in episode in issue 96. So I can see him coming in as some form of a whether you see Lucille or, you know, him standing somewhere off in the distance or something in the episode coming up as well. Uh, we, we met the Hilltop Colony. Gregory's kind of an asshole. But at the same time, you know, he's he's cut that deal with Negan and they, they couldn't believe it with Alexandria. But something tells me, he's like, why would you say I'm going to go kill some this other person without even knowing nothing about him? I'm like, hey, we're going to go kill Negan, but you got to give us half of your supplies. They don't know nothing about Negan. I mean, it just kind of was like, eh. So I, I just don't think you would cut that kind of deal, honestly, without knowing who you're going after. Yeah, that was a little bit surprising to me, but at the same time, in, in the world that The Walking Dead exists, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, a little bit because they because there's a lot of evil people out there that are being dealt with. So it's, it's kind of like one of those things where you might not know who you're going after to kill, but because of the situations that everyone on the show has been in on, on the good side, fighting people like the governor and, and now Negan, and this is since, you know, you hear things on Negan, they kind of don't have really but anything but a choice to go ahead and do it. So I, I was a little bit baffled by the situation, but I can understand it. And it's just but that's the way I look at it. Yeah, because it's like you killed them, or they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, Rick was right. Either you go out and search for them, or they're eventually gonna find you. And that he he kind of hit it right on the head there. So, but the the problem with that is, is they don't know how many people they got. Apparently, they've gotten the hundreds of quote unquote saviors. I think maybe when they're traveling back to Alexandria with the new with Jesus and the other guy. They may run into another batch of them. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just predicting that. Uh, you know, and the, and the other thing is Maggie stepped up. Rick said, hey, you better go talk to this guy or I'm not. But see, everybody, there's a thing that's going on that says Negan is going to kill kill one of the main cast members off. There's theories going around. But I'm going to say this. What really caught me a surprise is kind of what I, why I think who I think is going to die. Maggie says, you know, 
this deal is going to come at a cost. We're going to end up paying for something, you know, doing this deal. We're going to end up paying for it. So she's essentially saying, yeah, we're going to take this deal, but, you know, something bad's going to happen. Like, she knows it's coming. Yeah, it was it was awesome to see Maggie uh, back, sort of back in the limelight on the show because we, we haven't seen much of her or Glenn uh, recently. But it was I was happy to see Maggie uh, step it up. She's she's always been a always been somebody that's played an important role in the show, and she's always been a kind and caring person. And she and she is a very tough person. She's been through a lot in her life. She lost her father other family members. So she's been through a lot. And I, and I think her stepping up is just, it's not surprising. It's just who she is because she wants, when she's asked to do something, um, something important by Rick or, or maybe, you know, her father, same thing. She did it because she cares about the people around her and wants to, uh, wants to be a strong person in the group. So I, I was happy to see Maggie step it up and she's always been one of my favorite characters. And I, and I was happy to see her step it up, a, step it up in the episode that we really, um, got to see her see her again and she's just a, she is just a strong-willed person and i've always liked her character on the show she's she's great so definitely happy that she, she was back for uh for a change on the show <laughs> yeah and we we also saw the they were doing the sonogram at the hilltop colony i i, I kind of like the hilltop colony it had that old that old uh what's the word i'm looking for I can't think of the name of them. The Amish community going on where they got their own agricultural stuff and they do okay, things a certain way. Yeah, yeah and then, they, they seem nice. They seem like really good people, and I like Jesus. I I didn't like him last week, but this week I'm like, you know what? He's actually not that bad of a guy. He seems like a pretty decent, pretty decent dude. <laughs> he's he's gonna be. I think he's gonna become a valuable asset to the. For those that don't know, I think next season you're going to see what they call the quote-unquote all-out war. There's It's like two complete series on this all-out war between the Saviors, the Hilltop community, and the next uh, colony that's coming up, which I'm not going to talk about right now. We'll talk about that next season. I know who they are and what they can bring to the table, but I, you know... It's just, it amazes me how great this, this show has been carried on for seven, six seasons now, guaranteed a seventh. So I, I think next week we're, we're not going to see, I think you're going to see more teasing of Negan, but I don't think, I, I think they're going to wait until, I want to say the episode before, I think you're going to see, you know, the Lucille bat at the end of the episode just laying around like, you're probably going to see where the saviors are staying at but i don't think you're gonna see negan in full form until the till the season finale but i'm with you there they don't need to bring him in at like the last minute and then we got to wait a whole nother to october to see him full-fledged i want to see him carry it on and from what i understand that the cast and crew love the cat they love jeffrey dean morgan he is basically that they saying that he is the actor that can bring this character to life on screen yeah, I'm excited to see what happens after this season, like you said, and definitely moving on to the next one. So I think next week will probably be more teasing, I'm sorry, more teasing of Negan, like you said. And I, in my opinion, we'll probably see Negan. If we see him before the finale, it'll probably be the episode before the finale, uh, just based on what I feel. And because if they want to bring a character that was that strong onto the show, they're better off doing it the episode before the finale 
rather than doing it in the finale. So there's a, a little bit more of a build-up in the storyline for those who don't read the comics to follow into the following into the next season in the fall. And for those that do not follow the comic books, then Negan is like the... Think of how bad the governor were, was, and Negan is supposed to be like... Well, let's put it this way. The governor's like a kitty cat compared to what Negan is. So that's why, you know, all the articles I'm reading is the the buzz around this character is deafening. Him being one of the greatest television villains of all time. So, I mean, I can kind of see that if Jeffrey Dean Morgan pulls it off. So before we go into the... To what's going on on uh, national television schedule for sports. I, I do want to bring up Better Call Saul real quick. Did you watch uh, Monday's episode yet? I did. I really liked it. The ending of it was like, why in the hell would you do that without telling them that you're going to run that commercial? But he did kind of tell him to go ahead and do that. But you, they, they had to bring the Saul character to life somehow, some way. And when he filmed that commercial and then Kim's like, oh, did you get the permission? He's like, yeah, yeah, I talked to him. It's all good. And you knew he was going to run it right then and there. Because that's something that not Jimmy would do, but Saul would do. Yeah, that was... It's funny because you had mentioned last week on Friday that we'll probably see uh, Saul start to appear this past weekend when he pulled that slick when he pulled that slick thing where he where he um you know he played the the commercial and for those who uh for those who don't watch the show or are curious what we're, what we're talking about here uh, Jimmy went and talked to the people from some people from Sandhill mainly one woman and uh, he ended up getting I think it was a fair amount of clients to uh, to sign on of the uh, class action lawsuit against Dane Hill. In the midst of all doing this, he ran a, he ran a commercial for the uh, for the law office on, on air, and the phones were ringing up. How can you think, oh, he did a great job? But like Rich just said, he didn't run it by the, the boss of the law firm. And so when his, you know, his girlfriend asked him, what did you do? Did, did you get permission to go? He says, oh, yeah, I did. But he didn't, and that's, and that's the solve we've come to know and love on Breaking Bad is a Slick guy who will do anything to make a quick buck, and I think he does truly care about his about the the firm he's at. But the fact that he got yelled at over the phone and was playing it off like it was no no big deal is classic. Uh, it's classic Saul Goodman. And Chuck, Chuck was <laughs> the one that brought the question of, uh, "Did you solicit these people?" No, no, I didn't solicit them, and of course he did. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, but the biggest question is, who is Mike gonna kill? Because, you know, Nacho calls him and says, hey, I need some help, and I don't know. I can't do it by myself. So, obviously, Mike's got a gun, and he's going to kill somebody next week. So, that's the biggest question going into that one. I, I don't really know off the top of my head unless they're going to go back and kill the the, the, the nerdy dude. Because he wouldn't run his mouth. Actually. I think I think the nerdy dude, he talks too much anyway, so that could be him. So moving on to the in the I'm sorry I was getting ready to say the NBA weekend the sports weekend there's a lot going on and now uh, let's move over to the NBA uh, these are the slated games that are on national TV you got Friday night you got the Wizard Wizards at Cavaliers and I'm sure Ryan would love to watch that on ESPN 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time huge Eastern Conference game. Uh, followed by the Hawks and Lakers. Hawks at the Lakers at 10.30 Eastern. 
that's just pretty much the Kobe Bryant farewell tour. Not really a lot of playoff implications in that one. Uh, Saturday, you have the Rockets at Bulls, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time on ABC. I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out why I, I can understand. It is Saturday night, no college football. But why are you going to... We're This is the biggest question that I'm going to have for you here in a minute when we go down this list to the college basketball games. It doesn't make a lot of sense why they would put it on that time slot with one of the biggest college basketball games of the year going on, like roughly an hour and a half before that. Well, no. No, you're right, because that's actually not a bad idea. But anyway, Rockets and Bulls, 8.30. uh, Kings at Spurs on NBA TV at 8.30. And then Sunday, it's Warriors at Lakers. And, of course, that whole Kobe Bryant... Steph Curry matchup stuff going on, and that's on ABC at 3.30, and then the Blazers at the Pistons, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBA TV. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these games, and some of them are just kind of pointless. I think the Wizards and Cavs has, you know, has the East going on. Uh, Hawks and Lakers, it's just, I, I think it's just the Lakers, so they put them in that time slot. Rockets, Bulls, you got two potentially, uh, Playoff teams, Kings and Spurs, Spurs vying to catch uh, Golden State. Warriors-Lakers, of course, is just another... I think Warriors are going to kick their ass on Sunday afternoon. I don't even know why anybody would watch that game unless you're just watching to see Steph Curry. And then Blazers at Pistons are probably two of the up-and-cut... Two of the teams that may not make the playoffs this year, but possibly make them the following year. So I look at these games, and the one I would be most willing to watch or most interested in watching would actually be <clears throat> the uh, the Warriors at the Lakers game just because one number number one Steph Curry's playing and also because Kobe's in it and it's sort of like the changing of the guard. You've got the new you've got the new young uh, the new young player who some consider the best player in the NBA right now against one of the greatest of all time basketball players in NBA history. So I like games like that where you sort of see you know, a guy that's been there, done that against the guy, against the guy who is new. I mean, Curry does have his championship under his belt from last year, but now we get to see what Curry will do this year. And and I enjoy games like this. It might be a blowout, which I'm sure it will be, because the Lakers really aren't that good this year. But I, I'm, I'd be willing to watch it because just you know, it's Kobe and Curry on the same basketball court, and and that's you know, it's like it's like watching a. It would be like watching, let's say, like a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady taking on a young QB like Russell Wilson, a young gunner who's who's already won a championship against a veteran quarterback or against another veteran. So it, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I, I think if there was one game I had to pick this weekend to watch, it would totally be the the uh, Warriors at the Lakers. In terms of the NBA, I don't really, unless the Mavericks are on, I kind of don't watch unless there's nothing else going on that afternoon. But for me, it's going to be about uh, the PGA, the WGA Cadillac uh, Championship played down in Dur- the Great Doral, the Green Monster, one of the iconic courses on tour. Play it this this time of year, every year. The biggest news coming out of that one, of course, Roy McElroy, or however you pronounce his last name, Roy McElroy. Yeah, he he didn't play well last week at uh at the other at the tournament, the one in Florida, the one still in that same American, the Honda Classic, he didn't play well. He found the water quite a bit. 
Now listen to the opening the opening uh, round pairings on Thursday and Friday. They have Jordan Spieth, Roy McElroy, and Jason Day all paired together at Doral for the uh, the the first two rounds. You know how big of a draw that is, considering that Jordan Spieth and Roy McElroy are kind of like the new Brady versus Manning. It's it's the, it's basically the new rivalry that is going to spring into action. And then Jason Day, who got red hot at the end of last year, I, you know. But the way Jordan played in his last tournament, and the way Roy played, you may see someone totally different win this championship or win this tournament. But it still makes for great TV to see these three guys paired together going at it on Thursday and Friday. Well, actually, that that they I don't know what their tea times are for Thursday, but if they play Thursday morning, they'll have the the, the Golf Channel will air it on. You'll get to see them play on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but not on Thursday and Friday. The way the Golf Channel does is if the morning pair play they tee off at eight o'clock in the morning the tournament doesn't come on till the afternoon but they'll flip it they'll flip the teams around or whatever so if they don't play thursday more or they don't play thursday afternoon they'll play friday afternoon you'll see that on tv and then of course it, everything will get shuffled around on the final two rounds for saturday and sunday so that 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 draws a lot of interest there because you're looking at three of the arguably the best golfers on tour that are you know getting gonna go toe-to-toe this weekend i like mcelroy a lot i i've been following his career uh well, sorry uh, i've been following it since he had a, a major one a few years ago and i like him because he's he's just a great competitor uh, he's fun to watch and ever since tiger woods had his whole issue we're with just the gonna affair, record this is, now so it'll be seven years ago this november that that whole thing happened he's yes, sort of gone down the tubes and We've been sort of waiting for that new younger. I was recording to come up and, and start making noise. We're, I feel we're like recording Rory now. Is that guy? So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna follow his scores this weekend, see how he's doing, and I'll get your opinion because I'm sure you'll watch. I'm sure you'll be watching golf this weekend. But I'm, I'm really wanting to see what he can do because I feel like if anyone right now out of all the young golfers could break the major wins record for a career. I would say it'd be McElroy because he's just that talented. I think he's just a little, a little young and, and in some parts of his, some parts of his game a little raw. But overall, I really enjoy him as a golfer, and he seems like a really classy, really classy, down to earth kind of person. So I, I I can enjoy that about him, and I and I wish him well this weekend. Yeah, and the funny thing that you mentioned about the young guns is Phil Mickelson still has the old. He's always saying there's not. They said they they want to talk about Jordan Spieth, Roy McElroy, Roy and uh, Jason Day, and they said those guys can't compare to what Tiger did. He basically said Tiger kicked my ass my entire career, and, and it kind of makes sense because they were both in there. You saw a lot of great golf when Tiger was winning, you know, like crazy, because that was when Phil was in the highlight of his career. And now there he's kind of on a downside, so it's going to be an interesting weekend going into it and. Apparently, the new report, before we move on to the uh, college basketball televised schedule, the new report is Tiger is, he's not really hitting full shot, like he's hitting full shots, but he's not out on the golf course practicing full shots yet. Apparently, it's just like chipping and putting. But we had the question, and I'm going to, you know, you know, I, I still think he's going to play in the Masters. I don't see how he doesn't. It, like it's a prestigious event to all them golfers to try and get in on that one, 
So that's something to look for, forward to is, you know, the the tournament this weekend and the potential of the Tiger return for the Masters. So as we move away from the golf course and back to the hardwood floor, there's a lot of college basketball games on this weekend, but the one that sticks out, well, the only one that sticks out on national TV is Texas at Oklahoma State. That's ESPN2 Friday at 9 p.m. The biggest game of the, the, the it's, I think it's actually the last weekend. Everybody's playing their last games of the regular season. So the biggest one is obviously uh, Saturday has a ton of games. Like I said, the biggest one is obviously Carolina Duke, the rematch where Duke, you know, lost that uh, on the block shot or whatever from a couple weeks ago. That That's, like I said, it doesn't get any better than Duke Carolina on a Saturday evening. That game starts at 6.30. That's why I was questioning, so why would they put the NBA on at 8.30? And then I was like, oh, because college basketball games are only about two hours. So when Carolina Duke's over, they're probably going to, you know, because for whatever reason, when they're doing the NBA, ESPN and ABC are kind of contracted together. Like if you watch an NBA game, they'll say, oh, you're watching the NBA on ESPN and ABC or whatever. So... They're going to promote that game to switch over to prime time on Saturday night to watch the uh, the the Rockets at Bulls because you're looking at two playoff teams going head-to-head late in the season. So, And then Sunday for uh, national TV is Central Florida, Connecticut, and I know you're from Connecticut, but don't know if you follow them. Uh, ESPN2 at uh, – or no, I'm sorry, ESPNU at 2 Eastern Standard Time. And then for me, it – it's uh, SMU and Cincinnati, and I think they're like a 12.30 game on a Sunday afternoon. And for those that don't know, that they don't listen to the show, SMU's been in the news with uh, their whole scandal going on, and uh, Larry Brown talking about they shouldn't punish the team for his actions or something like that. Well, I do, I, uh, I do follow UConn. Uh, they unfortunately haven't been good, as good this year as I hoped they would be. Uh, the, the UConn women are always the better team, out of, always the better out of the men and the veteran women teams. But I'm sure I'll still watch the UConn game just because I'm a Connecticut native my entire life until about a year and almost a year and a half ago now. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a watch just because I do enjoy them. And then obviously you said the biggest game is obviously Carolina Duke. Rivalry game. It doesn't get better than that. I'm just looking forward to March Madness. And uh, I know they're going to be having part of the tournament here in Las Vegas again, I believe. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm interested to see what the city is going to be like <clears throat> this year around March Madness. And uh, for anyone who didn't see the photos from last year, uh, there were photos surfaced from McCarran Airport, which is the, uh, the airport here in Las Vegas. And uh, we... Uh, sorry, it, it was just insane. If you saw, there was lines deep for the taxis. So I'm excited to see what March Madness does uh, for for Las Vegas. And I'm and I uh, one one thought I had, Rich, and I'm gonna I'm gonna announce it to the uh, to our listeners here and our fans is that I'm I'm going to uh, send brackets to everybody from the free parking show, and then uh, we can have a friendly little wager as whoever wins can maybe set punishments for the three people that lost. Mm. Or figure something out. That'd be a lot of fun to kind of create some competition. So I, I'm going to say that right now. I'll let the guys know, but that that'd be a lot of fun to do a bracket, and maybe we can do it for charity or something fun like that. 
I will actually bring that up to them tomorrow, or on tomorrow night's, uh, well, tonight's actually, uh, when we do the NBA fantasy uh, fictional draft or whatever and say, you guys got to listen to the podcast on Friday and there's a challenge issue. And I will, I I think Ryan was talking about doing something where he was going to set a uh, thing up where all the fans can, you know, go head to head with us in the bracket challenge as well. But I'm game for doing a punishment like that on, on something. So that that actually sounds interesting. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, the Major League Baseball preseason has started. I've seen a couple games on Major League on the um, MLB TV. Haven't really watched any yet, but they always tend to play as many games as they can. So for the baseball fans out there, we're getting closer to opening day. I think it's like what a month away, or somebody said. It's always like the first week of April or the end of March, right around uh, East. Actually, I think it's Easter weekend, honestly. I'm not sure. Do you know when baseball season starts? I'm going to take a look because I was just wondering. Because I know that <laughs> I feel like over the years they keep starting earlier and earlier for some reason. Uh, let's yeah, think it's we, April 4th. April 4th. So it's right around uh, the, day right after, after <laughs> the day after the season finale of The Walking Dead, Major League Baseball. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than this, people. So 32 and, days, 12 hours, 41 minutes, and 36 seconds, and counting down to opening day. <laughs> and that Monday, you'll see a game on, like, every hour, like, Major League Baseball Network. I think last year, they had, like, a, uh, they did live look-ins on the games for, like, 12 hours. I think they started, like, when the first game started pitching, they watched that, they give you a live look-in, and then if you're, you're a DirecTV member, I think the, uh, they call it the Major League Baseball Extra Innings gives you the free pass for like the first, I want to say the first four or five days, so you can watch just about any game you want to out out of market area. For me, it would be the Texas Rangers, so that was that's what I would be watching it probably that weekend. But we've still got a month to go before baseball season starts. But like I said, preseason baseball is going on, and there's you know there's a lot going on in uh, baseball as we speak. Uh, moving on to the next topic at hand is our news articles of the week. Unless you got something, I, you know, me and you were just looking at it, and I don't know nothing about hockey. So everybody was like, are you going to talk about hockey? I said, I know I got a couple, we live in, I live in the Washington, D.C. area. Well, I know a lot of Capitals fans, so I know they're excited about that. But I'm sorry, I cannot bring hockey to the table because I literally know nothing about it. Well, I know that the Capitals fans are excited because Ryan is our resident Capitals fan, and uh, he's been sounding pretty excited about how they've been looking this year. So this could be uh, – they could end up winning the championship this year at the Stanley Cup. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the only thing I want to add on here before we get into news articles is I, I'm not sure if any of our fans or listeners out here are Foo Fighters fan. Uh, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, and, and throughout the day today – there was rumors going around that the Foo Fighters are going to probably break up. And the reason why these rumors are coming around is because last night, uh, somebody posted to the Foo Fighters uh, Facebook page, and it could have been it could have been Dave Grohl, could have been one of the members saying we have a, an announcement tomorrow night. And all I kept seeing today at work when I was when I was on, when I was on my lunch or on my uh, morning and afternoon break was that the Foo Fighters. There's rumors of them breaking up, and then people are saying, well, this is they're not going to break up. And then there's other articles saying, is it going to be a hiatus? Is Dave Gold, is Dave Gold going solo? What, you know, what's going on? And, and 
right before they made the about an hour, two hours before they made the announcement, Ryan tagged me in a post where an article said it seemed like they were going to break up. So hours go by, and I'm I keep like every half an hour I'm checking. I'm like, oh, let's, let's see if they make an announcement. So they finally releasing an announcement in a seven minute seven minute YouTube video. And in the video, uh, it's so it starts off with all these articles that were being shown online today saying Foo Fighters could be breaking up as Dave Grohl going solo, blah, you know, all the, it was like with some uh, dramatic music in the background to make it kind of funny. And then they get right into it where Dave Grohl and the, the guy that helped produce their past two albums and Nirvana's Nevermind, which is where Dave Grohl met the, the producer that produced the last two albums. And so Dave, as a joke, is going solo and the rest of the band is trying to figure out who the new singer is going to be. They're sitting down, they got a, a piece of paper with all these artists that they that they uh, think would be a, a great front person. So they have like uh, Ben Hagar, Gwen Stefani, and they're throwing out random names like Justin Bieber. So like, who are we going to get? So they pan back over to Dave Grohl, and then all of a sudden they pan back over to the rest of the band, and they have Nicholas Shea come on as a joke. And so they start playing the song, and then right at the end of the video, after all this funny stuff's going on, and after Dave Grohl becomes this solo electronic music artist, so all he does is press two buttons and sings awful music into a microphone, it says, for the millionth time, we aren't breaking up and nobody is effing going solo. So <laughs> after like worrying all day today that my favorite band is going to break up, that I'm never going to be able to see them live, they're not breaking up, and it looks like they're just going to take a break because they've been touring extensively. Uh, anyone who didn't know, Dave Grohl broke his leg last year on tour and finished and finished the entire tour pretty much, except for maybe a few days. I remember that. Uh, they've done Sonic Highways, which, which was a great series on HBO where they did eight songs for an album. Every song was recorded in a different studio, a different city. They did an episode for everyone. So they've been touring pretty extensively, doing a lot of work. So they deserve a break. And for them to kind of like scare everybody into thinking there might be a breakup, I wouldn't say they scared anybody, but to make say we have an announcement and they're not going to see what it is and then drop the seven minute video on us was just incredible. I was terrified before I watched it. So I was, I was going through the comments on Facebook. I'm like, all right, let's see if there's anything good. And people are like, oh man, you got us really good. So I watched it and I'll post it to our Facebook page uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, earlier so that way people can see it um, and then if you're listening to the show look at our page you can find it but it was just absolutely hilarious and uh, and I'm thankful they aren't breaking up I'm just I'm just glad they're staying together because I would have been very upset if they broke up <laughs> yeah I know how big you are on the Foo Fighters that would be like me if they said like uh, Atmosphere or Eminem or somebody else said they weren't going to write any music anymore. Even, God forbid, R.A., the rugged man, just now had his baby daughter. And he says, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to write anymore. I'm going to be like, what? No, you can't do that to me. <laughs> you, can't <do> that <laughs> to this. you can't do that to the fans. What are you talking about? We make your money, not you. But I can understand them taking a break. I mean, the, and I, I thought it was, I was in admiration when Dave Grohl broke his uh, leg and he was doing the tour from sitting down and still performing for the fans. That, that was just an awesome performance and the, by them. The night he broke his leg, he sat up on the stage and finished out the show before he went, before he went and got it looked at. Yep. And he fell off that stage too. That That's just crazy. So, but the bands deserve to take a break. I mean, look at the chili peppers took like a five year hiatus and they're, 
that there's no new news on their music. And we, we talk about the Chili Peppers all the time as well because it's like, I think somewhere, Flea said they're going to enter a new era of music. And I'm like, oh man, I, I can understand you got Danger Mouse, but you're going to enter a new era of music means you're going to kind of play a pop tune. But I, Danger Mouse is a great producer, so I'm optimistic that this album may actually be worth a buy so chili peppers like if the chili peppers to me would be like the foo fighters to you but i i can admit that their music has stunk the last three albums they haven't put out a good album since californication i hated uh yours truly and or not yours truly the one they did before this i can't remember the name of it and i didn't even like stadium arcadium to to be to be 100 percent honest with you uh, news articles of the week. This was one that we decided to bring back because there's a lot more going on than just uh, entertainment, uh, sports, and whatnot. And for those that don't know, I have a fascination with alligators. I shared this one to the Facebook page, so I'm going to share it to the podcast tonight. This one comes out of, I want to say, Loxahatchee, Florida. I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. It's only a Two paragraphs. Authorities have arrested a man accused of throwing a live alligator through the drive-thru window of a Wendy's restaurant. WPTV out of Loxahatchee, Florida, reported that Joshua James, 23, of Jupiter, Florida, faces multiple charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. How are you going to have it as a death? Well, I guess it makes sense because the alligator can kill somebody. Uh, it allegedly happened at a Wendy's drive-thru east of Loxahatchee, Florida in October, but the suspect had just now recently been arrested. Uh, officials said the suspect pulled up for his order and the server handed him a drink. When she turned around, he allegedly reached into the back of his truck and threw a three-and-a-half-foot alligator through the drive-thru window. From what I'm reading is that they knew the girl and they were trying to play a practical joke on her and it's not cool but at the same time you know the guy apparently was drunk but how in the heck did they capture they captured this alligator live that they just saw standing on the side of the road or you know walking you know they, they saw this alligator they decided hey let's go play a practical joke on this girl at Wendy's so I'm just like it's fascinating because anytime it gives an alligator a bad name, and this is not really the alligator's fault. It's just some dumb kid trying to pull a practical joke. Apparently, he's like I say, he was arrested and charged. Uh, the the charges stem from uh, another thing he got charged with: Illig illegally killing, possessing, or capturing an alligator, and second degree larceny. Or it's called PETIT theft. So. It, it's not good for uh, Floridians tonight with this news, but it's just interesting because anytime I, I'm always looking up alligator news. I love the animals. They're probably my most favorite animal outside a domestic dog, even though I wouldn't be caught 10 feet near them. <laughs> I think that's insane. Somebody, number one, I mean, how do you get an alligator to put it through a window? I mean, where it just. No one is dangerous to even handle an alligator unless know what you're doing. And I, I would assume that whoever put it through the window knew what he was doing. I think we can all make that assumption. So it's, it's, I laughed when I read that story. It, it's scary. It, I mean, I'm sure the people that were at Wendy tonight were terrified because it is scary. But it made me laugh because it's like, geez, 
you know, you must have been really kicked off to throw an alligator through a window of a fast food restaurant. I don't know, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I don't know what the heck this guy was thinking when he did it. But clearly he wasn't. And he said with the deadly weapon thing, this guy's going to be going to jail for a long time, I'm sure. So there'll be no alligators through the window of Wendy's for quite some time, I think. And, uh, and so my story was, and anybody who... I'm sure, Rich, I'm sure you remember this. The Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Uh, there was a video today that there's a possibility that debris from the missing plane was found uh, off the coast of, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to pronounce this country's name right, is Mozambique, uh, near Madagascar. So maybe we might have, a, we might finally have the the answers to this missing flight that we've been looking for quite some time because the search radius for this plane was was massive and they couldn't find anything. But I'm hoping that they finally do find some debris from this plane to kind of give the family some the families and friends of these people some some peace, knowing that they found some debris. But at the same time, I think we've all known that that these people had passed away as soon as this plane vanished. I mean, it just, planes don't just vanish for no reason unless, you know, the, the only theory that kind of made sense to me was maybe that somebody hijacked the plane, flew it low, and landed in, landed in a country where there's terrorist activity, maybe there's a terrorist attack. But now that we see this debris allegedly from that plane floating around, I think it pretty much all but seals the deal that this plane did crash into the ocean. And from what the stories were telling us, days, weeks, and even months, probably even a year after this happened, that the person that was flying the plane uh, was testing land, testing landing in the water or something insane like that. So it's sad that these people passed away, but again, I'm not surprised uh, that they're finding debris now. It, it pretty much just confirms all our, confirms what we've been waiting to hear, that these people did pass away in a plane crash in the water. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I think I'm muted. Oh, where is it at? Sorry, I had my mic muted there. Yeah, it is. This is this must be the same plane that they were looking for last year. Is that the one you're talking about? The one that vanished and they couldn't find the black box, so they they searched for like months and couldn't find any any uh, what you call it, any sign of it. Correct. Yeah, it was it was the year before last. And the reason I bring that up is because I used to go to uh, this restaurant my girlfriend worked at, and I sit at the bar sometimes and have been drinking dinner after work. And I remember they were talking about it nonstop on the news. And at the bank I was working at, we had CNN all the time, on all the time, and that's all they talked about. So I just, <laughs> I really, I really do hope, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to come off of like sounding like, oh, I'm not surprised that you know that this that this happened that. They're finally finding debris because some people might say, like, well, that's kind of a little... I was once told by somebody that giving up hope on, on the people was a little insensitive. And I said, not for nothing, and, and I don't want to be rude, but at some point, we just have to look at the situation for, as for what it was, and the media just kept dragging out the story, probably because they had nothing else to talk about. I just want these people... To have a comfort that they know what finally happened to their friends and family, even if it's just an inkling that the plane did crash, and I hope that they can all finally find the peace that they've been that they deserve since this plane vanished. Because it's just such a tragedy, and 
I'm glad that if, if they didn't find a piece that this whole thing is over. I wish that they found these people alive. And like the, like this person once told me, you know, you're insensitive if you want this thing to end. And the reason I bring that up is because I saw this same person post a comment about this today, and I said to them, you know, not for nothing. And it's not really insensitive. It's just we want answers. And I think that we do live in a morbid world, but when a plane vanishes, it pretty much means that it's probably crashed. And again, I feel bad for these people, and I really just hope that the friends and family um, can get some get some final answers and peace that they've been looking for. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm a big conspiracy theorist on a lot of things, and that that's a show for another day. But we, I think, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We all want the answers in this one. It, it's been a long overdue. So if they they have proof that this plane crashed in the ocean, hey, I more you know, I'm hoping these families get the closure they rightfully deserve. Uh, before we go on to another segment, I think it's only fair that, you know, if you, that we kind of bring some local news, because I know I've got a lot of friends locally here that listen to the show, and one of the news articles that I found for our area, uh, I'm not going to say the area because I don't want everybody in the nation knowing where I live, uh, but overall crime in my area for 2015, actually, this is coming from WTKR, which is the Hampton Roads uh, viewing, local viewing thing. The crime rate in my area actually decreased last year, according to re- recent, recently released statistics. It says an update from City Manager Rich Olson and the Mayor of the City Council breaks down the index crime rate data for the local police department. Uh, Part 1 index crimes include murder, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, burglary, larceny, and motor vehicle theft. Uh, Of the seven individuals, or hold on, of the seven individuals, damn, page froze on me. It's basically everything's, there it goes. Uh, Of the seven individual categories, one saw no change, three saw increases, and three saw decreases when comparing from the previous year. Uh, it goes on to say, you know, they talk to Wilson. He says, uh, they ask him, uh, what does he think about it? And he says, uh, hold on. What does he ask him? Something about that. So I love being able to go to work and my dog is in the house and he's safe. So it's basically, he's enjoying the crime rate in our areas went down, which is always a good sign. We've had a problem with quote unquote street gangs in this area. They, they're legitimized street gangs, but they're not like you would see out in Compton, California, or something like that. There are certain areas that I won't go in our and where I live after dark. Just won't happen. <laughs> I may drive through that area, but you're not gonna see me stop and get out of the car in my in in one one area of our town that I live in. So it's good to see that on the news that crime decreases or instead of increases. And believe it or not, the university I attend is not in the safest area. I wouldn't even take a night class there if I had to. Yeah, it's it's funny that you bring up the universities and crime because you would think that crime around universities would be lower. But I guess some areas, like you said, it's just unfortunate that it turns out to be that way. And I'm glad that crime is going down in the area because obviously you don't want to live in a town that has you know, obviously a lot of crime and whatnot. Uh, 
in Vegas, we the only thing I'll say the, to the listeners about Las Vegas is it's very nice. Uh, people told me it, it is improving. But if you come out to visit Las Vegas, don't wander off the strip because you do that, and that's asking that could be asking for trouble just because there is some areas that are not so nice off the strip. But I do like living in Las Vegas. Uh, I haven't heard any too much crazy news about the things going on here in Vegas. The only thing that has happened recently that was kind of interesting was uh, our our state's governor Brian Sandoval was allegedly somebody that Obama was looking at to appoint to the uh, Supreme Court as a, as one as a justice to uh, replace uh, Scalia. But uh, Sandoval pulled out of the city; didn't want to do that, which was disappointing because uh, you know I, Sandoval seems like a, a really a good governor. He seems like a really nice person. I know nice really in politics can go hand in hand, but uh, from what I understand, he was very moderate. He wasn't very, he wasn't uh, extreme in any way. Uh, so it would have been nice. To, it, would, it would have been cool to see my state have a uh, somebody serving as a justice to the Supreme Court. And I could say, hey, that guy used to run my state, but it looks like that won't happen. So that was kind of a bummer <laughs> for local news, at least. Yeah, it's always good to throw in local news because then it kind of makes your listeners feel at home. Like, hey, they're talking about something that we can relate to. So before we get out of here, oh, sorry, before we get out of here to, uh, you know, close this uh, podcast out, what have you got going on this weekend? Any exciting plans or is it just pretty much uh, watch whatever you can on TV and kind of R&R? So this weekend actually... Um kind of funny so there's this woman in a, that's a patriots fan uh, she's actually in the facebook group that i that i help run and that rich is part of <clears throat> part of the group and her son just got eagle scout recently so i'm gonna go to her son's court of honor this weekend uh to finally get to meet her uh she's the one her and her husband uh i guess her and her husband are going to be there their, their son's getting in there uh, eagle scout and her family and their friends will be there so i get to meet a fellow patriots fan i think her husband's a patriots fan too that's pretty cool so I'm looking forward to meeting a fellow Patriots fan from the area. Uh, I'm going to do some stuff around the apartment, probably clean, and then uh, spend some time with Samantha's grandparents. And I'll probably watch a movie or two. And, oh, really quick before I hand it off to you, anybody who's looking for a good movie to, this weekend to watch in the theater, just go watch The Witch. That movie was was really creepy, and it actually scared me and bothered me a little bit, just how creepy it was. And it was creepy in a way that I have never seen in a movie, or if I have, it's been a very, very long time. It wasn't bloody or, or gory or, like, scary monsters or anything. It just it made you creeped out, and the way it ended was insane. So go watch it. Great film. Even Stephen King said it scared him. So if he says it scared him, you know it's good. Yeah, I think the other movie that Stephen King praised was the 2000 film, uh, I'm not the one I was telling you guys about the uh, the girl next door the 2007 version. He basically said that was one of the the films that he's had to rinse his mind out the the bleach the bleach rinse to get the images of what he saw on screen out of his head. You need to do multiple bleach rinses on that. I've not yet seen it. I've seen the previews for it. it. It's based on true events, but it's it's really really disturbing them to see. I'm not the type of fan to see disturbing films, so I apparently will not go and see that. Uh, for me, I've got a big mid. I've got my world literature midterm on Monday. I think I've got a uh, algebra test on Wednesday, so it's going to be a little bit of you know golf. Watch Duke UNC Saturday night, and then more golf on Sunday. I'm going to try and get all my studying done 
between now and well, I'll probably do it all hopefully between now and Friday. Uh, I've got some more cleaning to do. And for those that don't know or are or are interested, uh, we are now getting ready to start our fourth uh, loaf of soap, hopefully this weekend. So those will be up and available. If you're interested in homemade soaps, uh, hit me up on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page or whatever. Shoot me a text. And for those that know me and listen in, uh, like I said, a lot going on this weekend. But you know, if, if you like what you hear. Uh, just let us know, man. We, we want to hear from you guys. This is what this show's about. We said that from day one. I think that this is more about the fans than anything else. Uh, like I said, and going back to the golf thing, I'm sure I will have something in the weekend recap about what goes on in the golf tournament this weekend because I always make Ryan put something in there. Uh, like I said, everyone have a good weekend. Stay safe. Uh, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Although the only thing I want to add really quick before we get out of here is that uh, that I started a blog spot page. We'll be posting articles on there. Check it out. And we'll be posting it to our Facebook page and Twitter account. So definitely, uh, definitely be on the lookout for a blog spot page. And uh, we'll be posting articles on every different sport, our thoughts, opinions, and news and news articles. Yeah, I've got to get on there and start doing my PGA writing again. I seem to like doing that more than I did anything else. So I have to get with you on that one as well. Everyone have a great weekend. Uh, like I said, uh, and last but not least, Walking Dead Sunday night. I think I'm looking forward to at least, you know, the funny thing is we got Sundays for the Walking Dead. So if you're a football fan and you're a Walking Dead fan, at least you can be happy for that one. We are out of here. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, let us know. Uh, as it stands right now, we're not planning on doing these live, you know, unless it becomes a high-demand thing. But stay safe this weekend. Don't forget uh, Thursday night, since, it is, well, tonight actually is the uh, NBA quote-unquote fictional draft uh, with myself, uh, Richard Pyle, Amos Conway, and Ryan Moreland. And, Peter, we know you got some stuff going on. Send in uh, wishes, thoughts, and prayers your way. And, everyone, have a great weekend. We are out of here. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Free Parking Show. Do you hear the boys live? Tune in every weeknight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Alright, shit. I'm gonna probably go to bed in like 20 minutes. <laughs>